Welcome to Best Friend Simulator, a quality hangout in podcast form with your simulated best friends, Josh and Dennis. Dennis. Josh. Listeners, welcome to Best Friend Simulator. Uh, Dennis, have you ever wondered what if there's not somebody out there in the stars reaching across the distance? Have I wondered if there were not someone reaching across the distance? If there was not someone out there? If there weren't certain someones, let's say, of the alien variety? Have I thought about what would happen if they weren't there? Yeah. Well... That's a tough one, because I, th- I wonder what would happen if they were there, but I don't think I wonder what would happen if they weren't there, because I'm pretty certain that they are there. Okay. And, and what makes you so certain that they're there? Well, math. Okay. The, uh, the, the infinite... The, the Drake equation? Uh, the rapper? Yes. Then yes. That it, no, I mean... His, his, yes. Hey, Kiki... Or something. <laughs> sure. Just hey, this Kiki idea that over there, N. <laughs> just this idea that there are there are more galaxies than we have mapped, I believe. Or have we mapped we haven't mapped the entire universe, have we? <laughs> we have not mapped the entire universe. Sure. Okay. So therefore, there's a lot more shit out there than we know about. And we're talking about stars, baby. Those yeah. stars each have their own planets. Yeah. As far as I understand. Starting to wonder, though. I understand. What's, what's that? Starting to wonder, though. I've, I've read a few uh, nonfiction works recently about aliens. Mm. Okay. Um, you know, with some, some varying opinions across the board. All right. I don't know, man. I'm starting to wonder if maybe they're not out there. What does it mean for you if they're not out there? Oh, I don't. There's not a fucking reason to live. Wait, this whole time you've only been living for on. the possible existence of aliens? I'm holding on for that that for that E.T. experience. What experience? Is this about sex again? The tube that they're going to use on me. Josh, can you come over here for a second? Yeah, what's up? Uh, you know you can do that stuff on your own, right? You don't need an alien to... It's, it's not the same. Tiddle, tiddle your... Anyway, let's get back Hi, to the Hi, what's up? So, what does it mean for you... Um, that they might not exist. Now, I don't think you're actually going to end your life, but does it mean, like, there's no surprise now? There's no, like, finding out that they're real, and then... Well, I mean... All that comes with that. On on the surface of it, I mean, there's no way of knowing that they're out there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We we have nothing capable of, like, determining that. It's a giant question mark. Sure. And the only intelligent life we have encountered on Earth is here. And that's a very small, tiny sample size. So, oh, yeah. so we have the no ones idea. that are intelligent aren't even intelligent. Dog. Huh? You know what I'm saying? Don't even. But, mm-hmm. so I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm starting to wonder, maybe, what if they're not out there? What if these, these naysayers are right? You seem down. I am down. It's, well, you know, well, I think it might just, it's that time of year. I yeah. fucking head into work before dawn and come home after sunset. That's tough. Uh, yeah, and it's cold. Can, can I cheer you up? Hit me. Okay. Do you have an alien? This is. Do you have conclusive proof of extraterrestrial life? 
Sometimes I feel like there's an ent- entity living inside of me. Okay. And he, and he smells bad. Oh, the stink alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have something that will cheer you up because it cheered me up. What do you got? So I went to the store the other day to buy groceries. And on my list, I wrote olive oil because I emptied the bottle. And then okay. while I was at the store, I remembered I bought olive oil last week and it's still in the cabinet. Oh, man, that's... <laughs> Uh-huh. That's a good story. It really cheered me up. Thanks. Yeah, this got me happy the other day in the store, and then I realized how I have nothing. So if there are no aliens, then we might as well just die. Yeah. What else are we going to do? Ugh. Just keep fucking going grocery shopping? Now I'm bummed. I want them to be out there, man, but I don't know. You think they're going to take you away from this place? No. I don't know what I really want out of it. Yeah. That's just something I've wanted since I was old enough to want it, I guess. I think you just want things to be different. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. And as you get older, there's fewer surprises. Yeah. Hey, welcome to our comedy podcast, everyone. You know, more importantly, Josh, I would like to say... Valkamin till Chauvin. And that means welcome to the show in Swedish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Halsinger. Greetings, huh? How's singer Josh? What's up, dudes? Yeah, and dudettes. Did you know that? And uh, and good Smurfettes. Is that what you? No, gonna say? I was gonna say non-binary dude Swedes. Whatever variety was out there. Did you know? Welcome. Did you know Vil- behind? Vilkman, you say? Yeah, shut up for a minute. Do you know <laughs> that behind the United States and the UK, Sweden is our most uh uh listening uh country? <laughs> Most listening. Most listening. Hello, Sweden. I speak English as good as you do. They listen the most. Uh, the third most. That's great. They Over Canada, huh? Yes. My, my neighbors Canada. to the north. All of our neighbors to the north. Yeah. Mine in particular. I, I share a border with them. So do I. I live in the United States. Okay. Don't it's, shake your head at me. It doesn't it's have to true. be a pissing contest, buddy. I know, right? So what's up? What, what do you got in store here? I just wanted to say thanks to all our Swedish fans for listening. Um, and Sweden, along with all of our other listeners, have gotten us th- here, this 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 pinnacle, episode number 50. Oh, yeah, that's right, dude. Big 5-0. It's, it's half of 100. We're over the I hill. Yes. Is that what 50 is? Um, I don't know if there's an actual number for over the hill. I think it's just old. Okay. Getting to 50 is, uh, it's tough. It's like getting stuck in Stockholm traffic. You know what I'm saying, Josh? Hey. <laughs> it's like a real s- meatball. It is like a real meatball. A Swedish meatball. Well, no, but after I, this, that, we're going to celebrate. You wouldn't call it a Swedish meatball. Oh, oh, oh. You would just call it a meatball. But after this, we're going to celebrate with a little dip in the Gulf of Bothnia. <laughs> so, everybody at home... Or wherever oh. you're listening to this. Ed. Don't do not do it. Don't reveal my secrets. Okay. What were we going to say? Dennis really knows a lot about Sweden. This is all yes. just right off the top of his old dome. I love Sweden. I'm a huge ABBA fan. I can't pick which cherry I love more, Nina or Eagle Eye. <laughs> anyway, Josh, you're it's not it. important. It's not no, important. I, I will, I'll, I'll chime in here with some information off the top of my dome. 
Yeah. Sweden has given us some of the, the very best heavy metal. This is true. Ever. We got fucking Bathory. We got Entombed. We got Candlemass. It, 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 the list is endless. Swedish death metal is a whole genre unto itself. Don't forget At the Gates. At the Gates? Yeah, fucking A. Yeah. That, that right there is enough reason for me to love yeah. Sweden. So, thanks for listening. We are going to make you laugh, I think. I hope so. Yeah, so uh, what do you got going on over there in uh, old Seattle town? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Ye old Seattle town with an E at the end? Yeah, the old one. Yeah. I don't know. I've been, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been looking at the internet. Oh, boy, watch out. <laughs> what did you learn? No, I, You've I've... got mail? I've had this thing on my mind. So I was, I forget what website. It was probably something to fix uh, some Porn fucked up plumbing hub. in my house that I was dealing with over the weekend. Uh-huh. Plum Hub. Plum Hub, yeah. But it was one of those websites that had a bunch of like clickbait ads at the bottom of it. Oh, I hate them, but I click on some of them. So I was sitting there and I, now I posted this ad for you, for you to look at, Dennis. Uh, okay. Do you want to describe this for the listeners? Yeah, so it's a guy that looks like Ross from Friends with a backwards baseball cap, and he's looking at the camera sideways. Behind him is a wooded area, and there's one of those, like, uh, it's a black and white photo, and there's one of those red circles where you kind of see them in, like, spotting Bigfoot photos where they circle where Bigfoot is. So there's a red circle to the left of the gentleman. I don't understand why. And then the, the, the caption underneath of it? Googling names, stop. And Googling is in quotes. <laughs> yes, single quotes. Now, if I didn't have Jamie sitting next to me when I was looking at this, I maybe would have clicked on it. But I, I feel like this is a very... <laughs> this one is aimed directly at me, because there's something so deeply mysterious about it. Yeah, well, I, it's, I wonder if they, uh, they read your... Or your... Um, what is it? The mathematical equation... That figures out what to show you on websites. My algorithm, yeah. Your algorithm, thank you. Uh, your algorithm shows a lot of photos that look like this, so they thought they would pull you in with a slightly paranormal-looking photograph. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And then a, a complete non-sequitur heading. Yeah. It. Oh, you, I want to know you what's don't in to, the woods. Why is it circled? Well, basically what they're trying to say is you don't have to Google names anymore when you meet an alien. Why does this guy look like he's a meatball? Because he's a meatball. He's got that backwards cap on. What's in the woods? I don't know. An alien? Do you think that if you Google names, uh, a creature comes out of the forest for you? And every time you Google a name, it gets like a few feet closer to you? It's like an It Follows situation, but a woods monster? Do you think he's just waiting for a Maloda Festivalen, the national (laughs) Swedish uh, Eurovision Song Contest event? Is that what's emerging from the the forest? Possibly. Is this a Swedish forest? Is he a Swedish guy? Maybe. Maybe it's future winners of the Eurovision contest Uh, to join past winners like ABBA and others. That's definitely what it is. Thank you. This is great. Why does he look like friends? Uh, He looks to me like uh, that director. David Wayne. No. John Favreau. Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, he looked like a meatball to me. Is he about to get killed? What's happening? Why is I he, think why does Google have anything to do with this? Go find this. Would you go find this ad and click on it already? Uh, I probably it can't should've. possibly be it can't possibly be virus. It 
It's not going to have anything to do with this, though, is the thing. No shit. You know what? This is like Aliens for me. You're getting riled up. It's like Aliens for me. In what way? This ad is representative of my feeling for Aliens. I want to know, and I'm never going to know. You'll find it again. It's hard to find these. No, 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 not finding it, knowing what's up. You you click on ad next time you find it. It's never going to come up again for me. Hmm. Not with that attitude. Attitude. I'm Hmm? never going to know what's up with this ad. What's up with the the forest creature that I can't see that's still circled? Josh. The green man. Josh. Don't Google the name of the green man, Dennis. Josh. What's happening to you? He's going to come get you. What is your what is going on this week that you're so obsessed with not finding aliens and not finding aliens in this weird Google ad that's not for Google? They're gonna get this real fucking meatball here. What what is this? What is this article you read? Shut up! You hear what that? is this, this article? Green man. <laughs> oh, the aliens are attacking you. What is this article you read that that has you convinced that you're not gonna see aliens in your lifetime? It was a a book called The Eerie Silence. Oh, you're reading full books about this shit? Yeah. And there is another book that was uh just called this, Aliens. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Is this why you can't is this why you can't respond to my text messages because you're reading whole books about the non existence of aliens? Exactly. Well, it, the the book didn't wasn't necessarily all about that. It listed that as a possibility. And then I read another book that was just called Aliens, and it was a collection of essays that came out last year by a bunch of kind of the world's top scientists discussing alien life. And there were a few that offered very compelling arguments. They're like, maybe there's nothing out there at all. That was their argument? Yeah. I mean, it was more complicated. <laughs> it wasn't just maybe not. Thank you for listening to my speech. Yeah. I also read a book called Aliens, a novelization. Oh, okay. Game over, man. Hint. Hint, Ripley. Believe it or not. Believes it or not. Kills it. I keep fucking... Josh, look- we're keep, doing a I keep looking at job. this fucking picture, Dennis. We're doing a sweet job, just like some lingonberry jam. What I, huh? You know what I'm saying? <sighs> too much? Maybe a little too much. Okay. I just want our fans to know that we love them. I, yeah. Hey, Sweden, <sighs> stop Googling names. Stop it. Go- Googling names? Stop. The green man is coming for you. Yo, so today is Tuesday... The day that we're recording this is Tuesday, November 20th. Double shot Tuesday. Nice and close to our publication time. We shouldn't have any problem getting it done in 48 hours. Josh, that means in two days it will be Thanksgiving here in America. What are your plans? Um, just fucking kicking it around the house. Uh, last year, Jamie and I decided to be lazy. There's a, a wonderful vegan restaurant here. That does like kind of like a catered meal that you go pick up in the morning. Ah. So we're going to swing by, pick that up, make a couple of things for ourselves and just hang out. I'm going to guess. What's it? Play some video games. What's in the meal? I don't know. Some like seitan or something. So you're just picking up like a can of seitan? No. It's like a butter rub seitan. Butter rub? Yeah. That ain't vegan. That ain't vegan. This is a great joke. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for asking. What do you got going, going on, buddy? I'm going to New Jersey. <laughs> uh, going to New Jersey, you know, getting some food. Nothing major. My mom said she wants to play a board game. Okay. Which means Monopoly. we will play a board game because I couldn't imagine how that's going to go. You bringing Twilight Imperium over for her? 
Yeah. Get ready, Mom. Buckle in. The next 10 hours are going to be a blast. What if your mom was like a real big like board game head like that? You, you It'd be know weird. It. It'd be weird that she hadn't told me this whole time that I've been her offspring. So what are you, you going to bring over? Well, I'm going to make some stuffing. Um, Alexis made some cranberry sauce. Mm. I think we're going to I think I'm, I'm going to make mashed potatoes as well. A little mushroom gravy. Great. Our listeners are on the edge of their seats. What do you? What did you want me to say? <laughs> I was actually. Oh, I'm gonna make that bread. No, I was more mm-hmm. thinking, what that. board game are you gonna bring over for your mom to play? Oh, 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 oh! I was thinking of Spyfall, which is a nice group game to play. You can play each round like five to ten minutes. It's pretty pretty fun. Uh, or Secret Hitler. Okay. Have you played this game? I've I've heard of it. Yes, it's it's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, have you considered bringing uh, dweebs, geeks, and weirdos over? What is? Th- Wait, what's that? <laughs> Isn't that that old board game that we used to play? Yeah, I oh, ju- I just thought of bad. it just now for the first time. Wow. in like a zillion years. Yeah, that was a bad game. I mean, it was dumb. I, was, I had a good time playing it. I believe. Me and my cousins used to play the Mad Magazine game a lot of time. A lot of the time, you go. Uh, counterclockwise because uh, it's because it's wacky <laughs> waka waka oh boy um yeah so i had a i had a weird thing the other day that i know we talk a lot about getting old and and feeling old but also feeling immature and the ultimate happened the other day where i, I it was really a test of my will okay of my maturity of being a 40-year-old and almost 41-year-old and 11-month-year-old. So somebody said, uh, I don't know what the question was. It was a number question, and the answer was 69. Nice. I really, I really had to just hold it together for those few seconds and this was in a very professional setting so if i would have laughed i probably would have lost my job um <laughs> but i want you josh and the listeners well, to know that i made it through okay was the question uh what is it called when two people have simultaneous <laughs> oral sex with one another uh the question was what's your favorite number Okay. And the person's like, 69. No, it was like, maybe it wasn't even a question. Maybe someone was just like, oh, he um, he was 69. He was 69-ing? 69 years old or something. I don't know. But just the point that it was said, and I just went, Ehh. I didn't even make a face. I didn't even wince. I held it together. <laughs> I kept a straight face because I'm a professional. I didn't laugh. I laughed in my head. I didn't say anything. I didn't say nice like Josh would. Hmm? I yeah. I said that is very interesting. I I would like to know more of this. Uh, often at my job in the afternoon, the classic rock station comes on, mm. and you'll occasionally hear "Summer of '69" by Brian Adams. And sure. there's the part in the song where he sings, "Me and my baby in a '69," which he is talking about a car. Sure, he is. <sighs> but that Don't makes me gross. laugh every time. It's like when I was younger and kids used to be like, "Oh." Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison. You know what that song's about, don't you? <laughs> it's like, 
No, I mean, it's not about that. I know what it's about. It's about a f- woman with brown ha- eyes. Brown. It's not about, it's not about butt stuff. I mean, it could be. Once art is released into the world, I think it's it's kind of the the viewer or listener in this case brings their own life's experience. Yeah, but to, gross, to immature, it. but immature people put gross spins on things. They do. Summer of '69 is not about an, a summer where he had what simultaneous oral sex with someone. You no. sure? It's about the summer of 1969. Everybody's favorite summer. There's that line where he says he fell asleep while he was painting the movie screen. What does and that it, have to do with? Well, he and he says because he was up really late in the previous night because he and his baby were in a 69. I think you may have messed up some of those lyrics. Also, what? <laughs> what? Hold in on. the video, he's he's like painting a dress. He fell asleep while he's painting the. <laughs> I fell asleep while I'm painting the movie screen. I don't think that's in. I'm pretty sure. Summer of 69. Well, in the video, he was doing that at the drive-in theater. He was on like a. <laughs> no, I'm really experimenting. Brian Adams, he's a nasty pervert. <laughs> but he's also a hero. He is. He's a karate kid. No, that's not him. No, he's I'm a ta- Robin Hood. That's- soundtrack motherfucker <sighs> robin hood karate kid was peter satara yeah i'm talking I'm about the other brian adams song that you were listening to and a gentleman at a gas station said that brian adams was a hero am i mixing up my stories you're mixing up my stories it was me <laughs> yeah i said it was you but it had nothing it to do was, with brian adams the guy the me. guy said i was a hero he was a gentleman um from i i don't know but from some middle eastern country didn't speak a lot of English, but was very excited about the fact that I think at the time I had a, a big mohawk and I was like super punk looking and he called me a hero. Why am I getting Brian Adams into this story? Because Wait, this, what's this song is so good? No, now that is different. That was, uh, that was, mix up my, mix up my story. That was a guy that I, when I was living in Philly, I had a job working second shift at a window making factory. That my buddy, our buddy, Randy, got me the job. Sure, sure. Right, right. And I was carpooling uh, with this dude. He was an Indonesian dude. I do not remember his name. He insisted uh-huh. I could score meth for him. <laughs> huh? I told if him only he was barking he up the knew. wrong tree. But This is fat. Oh, sorry. Oh, you know what it is? The radio, at the, he, he always had the same station on, and it played the dance cover of Heaven by Brian Adams. Ah, that's what it was. And, and every I time knew. it would come on, he would look at me and go, this song's so famous. God. Four people in Sweden just turned off their podcast <laughs> machines. Sorry, Sweden. That was... I don't have a boring... That was a... Hey, that was a good time to take your fika, which is your coffee break. Josh? There you go. Huh? Huh? Lingenberry. Anyway. There's nothing in the Brian Adams song, Summer 69, about painting a movie screen... But there's definitely was, something in that. He doesn't about say me and my having in simultaneous the lyrics, oral sex with your partner. In the lyrics <laughs> on Google, it says me and my baby in '69, not in a '69. If you listen to the song, I've heard the song. If you listen, maybe I'll cut it in right here. Me and my baby, 
I know what you're going to do. You're just going to play the part where he says 69 and you're going to repeat it over and over and over again. <laughs> I know you. He's a real anyway, dirty bird. I just want to say that I, unlike you, have grown up and I no longer find that stuff funny. And I just want to say, Brian Adams, good for you. Go get your thing. Go do it, buddy. Go get your thing. Is that like the get that bread? Go get your thing. Yeah. Go get your... Go get and give, buddy. Oh, there... Oh. I approve. If we've taught you anything on... You nasty fucker. (laughs) If we've taught you anything on Best Friend Simulator, it's to give and receive, you little, little scumbag. Okay. Brian Adams. Do you, how many times do you think Brian Adams has been called a nasty fucker? <laughs> oh, oh, are you a, a lot. You when know. we when we meet Brian Adams, because that's how big this podcast is getting, and we will meet him on our rise as he is descending. You see the okay, yeah. I'm doing the bar graph of we ascend, he descends, and we meet somewhere in the middle where he will agree to do the podcast. And we'll say, oh, welcome, Brian Adams, you nasty fucker. And I'll just be making yeah. eyebrows at him. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Let me ask you a question. Uh, let's role play this, okay? I'll be the okay. interview. I'll be Dennis. Okay. Can I be? What? Who am I in this? Uh, Probably Brian Adams. If okay. we want to do a, a traditional role play, usually <clears throat> play. Okay. Parts. Let's uh, do this. <clears throat> mm-mm. Uh, Brian Adams, welcome to Best Friend Simulator. It's great to have you here. Oh, Dennis, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's great to be here. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why does Brian Adams sound like that guy that was on the podcast before saying some creepy shit? I don't know what you're talking about. All right, all right, sorry. Back you'll, to the you'll interview. Have to pardon me. My, my, my throat is a little hoarse because last night, let's just say, uh... Me and my baby were in a 69. Oh, Brian Adams, you nasty little fucker. And scene. All right. I think that interview could have went better. I didn't expect Brian Adams to be so raspy. And He's a fucking, fucking A number one dirt dog. That's dirt. why. Ooh, Brian Adams, you dirt dog. He's just out there fucking sucking and fucking... <laughs> Is this the is this the most you just broke yourself? Is this the most that anybody has talked about Brian Adams ever? At at the very least about his sex life. Is he the most forgettable rock star? Nah. Summer 69's a good song. Name- uh, when I was a kid, I borrowed my Aunt Denise's Brian Adams tape and I listened to that a lot on my red boombox. Wow. And this Name- was before I even knew about the sex act. <laughs> Name three other more forgettable rock stars. I've forgotten them all. Ooh, touche. I was going to say Richard Marks. Gary Glitter. Oh, not if you go to basketball games. Wait, but do they play that anymore? Because he got into some nasty business? I think they still play it. Fair enough. Dude, pe- people don't care about anything. No, nobody gives a shit. This world um, is fucking lost. There's not who, even aliens. Who else is forgettable? One more. Gary Glitter, Richard Marks, and... Stevie Guitar Miller. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> not a fan. How do you feel about Steely Dan? Not a fan. I like them. I don't know why. Hey, man, it's your prerogative. I know. I don't care. You like what you like. I do. You know? Go. Hey, go out there and give and receive. 
some Steely Dan. How do I give Steely Dan? You want to know? Maybe later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, that was Steve Miller. Anyway, anything else, Josh, before we move on? Anything else that you want to say about the existence or non-existence of aliens and how that makes you feel in both your heart and your groin? Yeah, the, the... The tragedy of human existence is that we're born wanting things that aren't ever going to be available to us. Wow, that's we we bold. desperately seek meaning in a universe that lacks it. Mm. Like spoken like a true nihilist. I'm not a nihilist. I just crush a lot. Is that the alternate cut of that big pun, Fat Joe song? Yes. Fair enough. That's well, that. Well, that was his dark period. And he meant by crush, not the radio edit of I'm not a player, I just fuck a lot. He, he was talking crush, about like, your dreams. the totality of human existence. It's, it's just, it's a crushing weight he can no longer bear. Mm. And he mm. doesn't want to play the game anymore. Mm. Ironically, he also did a cover of Summer of 69, and it was fucking nasty. Oh, shit. Oh, he put that little nasty spin on it. Yeah, that just... You put a little stank on the hang ladder on that one. On the what? <laughs> Moving forward. He really buttered that rail. He buttered it indeed. You know, Josh, I feel like we had just about just the right amount of nasty talk what the Swedes would call a largom. Uh, I don't know why I said that in a French accent. Yeah. But just the right. We had just the right amount of nasty talk today for our 50th episode. Everybody was expecting it. Let's move forward to talk, to return, to return to talk, to double back, to talk about simulationist theory. Here on Best Friends Simulator Simulator. Oh, snap. Uh So, Josh... You've been giving us I believe this. I gave you a little homework. Oh, I'm setting it up, baby. Okay, okay, L- let take me it. Set, let me set it up. Take it away. Okay. You've been giving us all this information about situ- what this whole uh, simulation theory is. So, I was looking up uh, glitches in the Matrix, which you told me to, but also I do things that I want to do. And um, so, it's glitches in the Matrix being... Where people feel like, because we can't prove any of this, where people People. feel like they can see that this whole thing has been exposed. Yeah, this is the anecdotal evidence people, mostly on the internet, will will proffer. Uh, Listen, I'm pretty sure it's only on the internet. Anyway, you know, and a lot of this was bullshit. Okay, so there is... One of the things I found uh, is a video of a collection of basketball clips from the National Basketball Association. Okay. And it's like one of the more popular ones was the uh, defending team gets the ball at the other end and everybody on that team started running at the exact same time. (laughs) That's your glitch in the Matrix. Or, like, two guys, like, were stretching, doing the exact same stretch at the exact same time. Then on um, a lot of these glitches in the Matrix uh, lists and videos, it was pictures of people dressed the same, like, 
sitting on a bus and they're all sitting in like the same right seat and they're all wearing the same sweater with the same length hair. And it's just like, I guess that's proof that we're in a simulation. I don't know. Also, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, just like two people on the street that are wearing the same jacket. It's just real. It's real anecdotal. There was a story. There was one list of stories where it was a lot of unexplainable stuff like missing time. And, you know, this thing was like it just it was also you could also use this stuff for like this is also examples of paranormal things or like. Yeah, I had a dream that me and my girlfriend were driving down, driving down the street. And then she had a dream that. Me and her were doing the same thing. Like, wow. So uh, this is proof for proof that whatever we live thing I'm saying. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of the, the God in the gaps yeah, situation yeah. where, you know, like the things that are unexplainable, people shoehorn in whatever thing and offer that as a, an example. Side note, when I was a lot more vocal about being an atheist, somebody tried, somebody we know, uh, tried to argue with me that. God did exist. And I was like, well, how do you know? And he said, look at the trees. I was like, great. So uh, then uh, I read. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Then I read an article on. Wait, 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 wait. Is that what is circled on the stop Googling? <gasps> yes, Googling there was a tree. Stop, stop Googling names. Believe in God. Here is a here is living proof that he exists or she or it, whatever. Uh, it's a tree. Oh my God, what if God is the green man and that would mean that God is a malevolent entity that is coming five feet closer to us every time we Google a name? I have a question. And he's he's, he's going to take us what once, if once God, he gets close enough. What if God was one of us? Just a frog like one of us. I don't think they say frog. Is that what she says, Natalie Merchant? Uh, <laughs> Natalie Merchants. Wow. Wow. First of all, not Natalie Merchant. <laughs> Hey, I, look, that, I, that was a little humor out there good, for our Swedish good. friends. It, it was, I know it's Joan Osborne, right, but it's Joan Osborne. I think he, I think, he, I think she says just a slug like one of us. <laughs> so anyway, can we get back to my matrix? Yeah, because I, I've got some proof that we're living in a situation <laughs> that we're <laughs> that we're living in a simulation. Because we're also I, living in a situation. <laughs> look, I got a, I got a goddamn situation. Over I got here. a real fucking situation here. Because Jackie. Josh, I read an article on the quintessential website for proof of unexplainable things. It's not your smoking gun. It's not proof unassailable evidence. You can't. It's it's not it's not your Wikipedia. I read this article on someecards.com. Apparently, they went from having some e-cards to articles about simulation theory. I, th- I think the some part of their name really leaves a lot of open room there for, for uh-huh. whatever they want. And in the article, people had stories of glitches in the Matrix. Okay. And this one story was this guy came into a kitchen and he had a dozen hard-boiled eggs and he grabbed one of the eggs and he turned around and he went to go peel the egg and he did... I don't know what the fuck his problem is, why he's eating hard-boiled eggs. And then he turned around, and there were 12 eggs in the carton, and he was all by himself. Are you fucking kidding me? Glitch in the Matrix, dog. Glitch in the Matrix. Or or you don't know how to count. Fucking stupid, numerically illiterate egg boy. Idiots. 
But like, but you know what I always say, Josh? What's up? If I read it on some e cards, I believe it. Okay. Hey, do do you have anything in your life that you you could argue was a glitch in the matrix? Any any strange events? Um, nothing that I like have a story about. I think sometimes I'd be, you know, I would, I've had like deja vu, which in the movie, the matrix, they talk about that's a glitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of it was weird. Like, Oh, this is weird. I think I dreamed about this, but nothing that was like mind blowing. I've got, I've, I've actually got a few that came from this, this period of time in my life. Uh, when I was going to school, uh, to learn how to weld, I was often taking the bus downtown and I would have to wait for a good 10, 15 minutes for my other bus to come. And now, now downtown Seattle is a very vibrant place, let's say. There's a, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And often during that like 10 to 15 minute window, I would see just some wild ass shit going on. Okay. Um, all type of shit. I, I definitely, I saw some nudity. I saw just a lot of weird shit going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Now, there are two things. The first, maybe not a glitch in the Matrix, I don't know. It's another thing. It's up there with, do aliens exist? And what's up with with the Googling names stop ad? Mm -hmm. Now, I got on a bus and there was a gentleman sitting a little bit ahead of me. And he got off at a stop and had a white cane, dark glasses. Clearly, he, he was blind. However, this guy had picture-perfect Wolverine hair. Hmm. Like, done perfectly. Like Wolverine. Like Wolverine. How do you know... Marvel comic character. How do you know he didn't have someone do that for him? Okay, maybe he did. Boom! That's kind of weak. I'm like... I'm sorry. I'm like the anti-some e-cards, dog. Now, this one, though, is evidence. You're gonna blow my mind? In a a simulation. You're gonna blow my mind? While I was standing there over the course of 10 minutes, I saw three or four women walk by me, and each of these women got smaller, but their clothes got bigger. So by, by the time the fourth one walked by me, interesting, she was swimming in clothes that were way too big for her, and she was very short, like under five feet. Strange. That's my evidence that we live well, in a simulation. I think I know the answer to this. Were the clothes like the same? They were not the same. Right. I knew you were going to say that. You're just reaching. You just want to be part of something bigger. Just like the I know. It was weird. It's and weird. And they weren't together. They weren't together. No, I got you. They it's were weird. Like it's staggered. Not, it's not exactly proof that we live in a computer simulation. Hey, it's this, proof that you live in Seattle. If this Jack and Ape can say his fucking eggs are. Yeah. He's a real dummy. I can say that. You know who's got a lot to say about mm, everything? Everything. Not yeah. necessarily. Okay, so we talked last episode about Mr. David Icke. Mm. We've talked a couple times about Mr. David Icke. Famed football player, television personality, and ultra mega conspiracy theorist. European football, not American football. Yes. I was saying he has a theory that is very similar to simulationist theory. Now, it's it's not quite the same as the one we've been talking about the last few episodes. You know, we are all simulations inside of a greater simulation. Mm-hmm. His story is, it's pretty wild. I'm just put that out there. Okay. Uh, he calls it kind of the, the cosmic internet. 
Oh, snap. They got internet outside of Earth? Yes. Now, I watched some David Icke videos recently to do a little research on this and, you know, just, just pick up a little bit of information. So I'm doing that for... This one's going out to the our Swedish listeners. <laughs> I will watch many hours of David Icke videos for you. Keep Let's on be listening. honest. Thanks. Let's be honest. I think you would have done that if you didn't have a podcast. This is very true. Okay, continue. Cosmic okay. Internet. So David Icke says, Our external reality is only a signal we pick up and process in our own heads. Therefore, it's kind of a hologram that's projected from our brains into the world around us, right? Mm-hmm. He claims that all scientists agree observation creates reality, and this is evidence that our world is a hologram. As we discussed in a previous episode, that is not true right. in the way that he means it. Observation and measurement mean something very specific in scientific terms on the micro scale, doesn't transfer one-to-one on the macro scale at all. But maybe he's right. He also says mainstream scientists are confused about how the world could be made of atoms, but atoms are empty inside. Huh? Uh, David Icke is not a scientist, right? Just checking. Right. But he, he says that this proves reality is a simulation. And actually, I was like, okay, this is not anything, what you're saying. So I looked it up and I found within two minutes a quick rundown atoms are actually suspended in, a, in an electrostatic field and either repel or attract other electrons which is why things are solid on the macro scale i love the so, idea of calling out an entire profession of people like this is why firefighters are wrong about fires like i could say that i'm not a firefighter yeah just the brazenness to say this in an interview that scientists haven't been able to explain why even though atoms have a lot of empty mass right but that's also his solid. that's also his bread and butter though. Very true. He very says true, very true. crazy stuff and people watch his YouTube videos, I'm sure. Right? And buy his books and I have one of his books on a shelf behind me. Yeah, you're one of those kooks. Yeah. Uh okay. So here is where things get really awesome. So this hologram in which we exist is a program created by an infinite singular consciousness and we're all aspects of this consciousness. You follow me? So is this like the end of scene elsewhere where all this stuff is happening in an autistic boy's <laughs> in an autistic boy's snow globe? Yes, yes. Okay, I'm in. Now, David Icke is most famous for one thing, which is reptilians. The reptilians are interdimensional aliens that have found a way to hijack the code of reality to keep us from realizing our full potential. Uh, with humanity subjugated, the reptilians can continue to keep feeding off of our fear and our anxiety. That's why they have carefully engineered this world in which we live that is fucking going to shit. They're, they're really getting off on this. Hmm. So this reptilian determined reality is actually a sort of matrix within the virtual reality universe. Also, FYI, I just tacked this on here at the end. It's a signal broadcast to us from the reptilian created rings of Saturn of via the moon, which is not a moon. It's actually a spaceship. And an interdimensional portal. Hold the phone, because I've got questions. So what you're saying is this. So we got this uh, hologram that we live in. Yeah. And the reptilians hack the planet. Yes. And they make it so that we can't be happy. Yeah. And they do this by broadcasting a signal from the rings of Saturn to the moon and the mm-hmm. moon is not really a moon. It's a spaceship and portal. Yes. Oh, wow. 
Now, the, the reptilians come to us from one of the lower levels of the fourth dimension. And also, it's said that they themselves are merely doing the bidding of beings that live on the fifth dimension. Oh, this is like a like a there's apartment a building here. of dimensions? Kind of, yeah. Hmm. So there's that. Not quite the simulationist theory we've been discussing. I'm sorry, the simulationist hypothesis. Now, I'm not sure if we have discussed this before, but how does David Icke know this stuff? Because he could see behind the, the curtain? Yes, yes, yes. So he, there are three types of people in the world, according to David Icke. You have... Mm-hmm. Brian sheeple, Adams. Oh, sorry. Sheeple. The sheeple, who are the people who live within the confines of this, this program that mm-hmm. is forced onto us. Uh, keep perpetuating it. Don't think past it. Don't look beyond it. Uh, you have the very small handful of illuminated people who have used... The power of love, I think, mm, Huey Lewis. to to unlock their infinite potential and see beyond the reptilian programming. The power of love. Yeah, we, he said he says love is the thing. Are we talking about sixty nine? Ta- we are, aren't we? Yeah, sweet. You sixty nine until you can see the reptilians for what they are. Oh fuck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so Brian Adams is fucking. Oh, on is the he the line third there, type dude. of? Oh, he's on the seventh dimension. Yeah. He's on the 69th dimension. (laughs) And then you have the red dresses, which are sort of uh, hybrid beings, half reptilian. They don't have free will or any kind of consciousness. And those are, you know, like our our presidents and all of that stuff. Hmm. They're they're sort of uh, programs within the program. So sheeple, illuminated people, and what was the last one? Red dresses? Red dresses, yeah. I don't know where that name comes from. I wasn't able to figure that one out. Okay. Okay. Your boy is gone. He's really on to some next level shit here. Okay. All right. So moving moving forward away from David Icke. Now, I wanted to close out this, this very fascinating topic with... One of my very, very favorite weird internet holes you can kind of fall in. Uh, and I've, I've hinted about this before. Uh, this is something called Roko's Basilisk. And now before I say this, I love the BFS maniacs out there. Our Swedish BFS maniacs. At wherever. Mm-hmm. W- wherever you are. Doesn't matter. So I, this is me looking out for you. I'm going to, to just issue a, a disclaimer here. Listening to the following could potentially leave you open to endless torture by a godlike AI. Proceed at your own risk. Oh, so if we know and try to peek behind the curtain, you're saying we're going to get shut it off up. now. If if you think there's even a remote possibility that this is something that can happen to you, to just 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 shut it off before I say anything else about this. And I'll explain it later for those of you brave enough to stick around or stupid enough. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Do I get to shut it off? No. Oh. You're you're. It's ride or die, me and you. I don't want to be tortured by a godlike AI. It's again too late. Okay, too late. fine. Is it like Lawnmower Man? If so, I'm in. He was cool looking. <sighs> All right. For those of you that have stuck around, so Roko's Basilisk is a thought experiment that was posted on the Less Wrong community blog by a user named Roko. Now, Less Wrong is a movement of nerds basically mm-hmm. who want to solve the world's problems by using mathematics and rationality 
That's how it works. So it's a lot of very heady discussions. And, you know, and I believe the Rokos Basilisk idea sprung up from a discussion around like game theory or something along those lines. And it's super complicated. I'm not going to get into all that part of it. Is this why you don't respond to my text messages? This is part of it. Okay, great. Go ahead. Yeah. Moving forward. Okay, so it was proposed that in the future, an extremely powerful artificial superintelligence will come into existence. Its primary purpose is to maximize human good. Okay. Right? You follow me? Uh, so far. And one of the best ways to maximize human good is to ensure that it gets created at all. Right? All right. So this AI becomes so powerful that it can therefore retroactively punish anyone who contemplated its possibility but didn't do everything in their power to make it a reality. So are you trying uh, uh, you trying to say this AI could travel through time? That's what retroactively punish mm, means. No, 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 no. See, now and here's where it ties into the simulationist hypothesis. You here's where this. it ties into simulation hypothesis. Uh-huh. You now know about the possibility that this AI could exist in the future, right? And as we've discussed in previous episodes, If you subscribe to a certain worldview, you realize that statistically, it's likely you are living in a simulation. Therefore, you could be living in a simulation created by this godlike artificial superintelligence. Right now, you, Mr. Dennis. Hello. Me, Josh. Two assholes that have been making 69 jokes nonstop for the last, like, 40 minutes. We could be living in a simulation right now, put on by Roko's Basilisk. Because, guess what? I'm sitting here fucking thinking about, oh, what if aliens don't exist? Getting sad about that shit. Instead of being out right now, putting everything I have into the creation of a superintelligence. So anytime now, my reality could shift into endless torment. You follow me? No. No, I don't get it. How would I know if that happened? How would you know if what happened? Oh, so you're saying you're contemplating the non-existence of aliens is an example of possible endless torment? No. It's me, instead of going out and putting everything I have into helping create this alien intelligence, I'm sitting here being a mopey harrigan about aliens. Yeah? Mm. You got you follow me? You with me? So now so you're saying just by having this conversation, just by recording this podcast, we could become victims of Roko's Basilisk. Yeah. I could potentially be introducing all of my our beloved BFS maniacs to torment. Is anyone, unless they choose to help the basilisk. Is anyone doing this right now? Yeah, sure. There are people making like out there working on AI right now. Hmm. Um so yeah, so the AI is actually, they call it a basilisk because, as you may know from mythology, also D&D, uh, the basilisk is a creature that could kill you with a glance. You just look at it and you're dead. Roko's basilisk is similar in that it's an information hazard and you're potentially doomed just by knowing about it. So, oh man, I think I broke my brain. It's, it took me a really long time to understand it when I first heard about this years back. And I always was like a little confused, but it was actually when I started learning about the simulation hypothesis, it made a lot more sense to me. So statistically tying into everything that we we talked about before, if you subscribe to this, we could be living in a computer simulation right now, right? Mm, Right. So there's a chance that this is a simulation put on by this super intelligence. So, but this also brings us back to you 
being sad about the non-existence of aliens because if there's nothing cool there if there's nothing so cool and fascinating as this whole simulation or Rocco's basilisk basilisk then what is the meaning of living wait so okay i forget i even said me contemplating aliens no no let's no let's say uh, you follow me so because i am not dedicating my life oh, no, to no, the no. creation of an artificial superintelligence, this shit is mad at me, and it's going to punish me. But what I'm saying is, I think people are. I'm. 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 I'm zooming out from Roroko's Basilisk. I think it. People are getting to the point where if there is not some grand conspiracy, if there are not, and this isn't everybody, but these are people who believe in this stuff. If there are not aliens, if there is not a simulation, and even like with politics, if there is not a deep state then the answer is just that everything is as it is and there's nothing deeper to shoot for to find there's nothing interesting there's nothing there's no surprises the reality right. is maybe maybe the world's climate is just going to deteriorate and we're all just going to fucking burn out in 40 years like some scientists think and right. that's like kind of a lame boring uh existence to contemplate so we have to think about these kind of wacky things yeah. and and answers and explanations now there are people out there who legitimately believe this is a real thing oh no i know yeah just just putting that out there yeah this isn't like a goofy thing i mean, I mean it's, it is goofy it's but goofy. yeah but there are people that legitimately but believe I, it but i'm saying i think but, that's why yeah. because think because the other let's 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 which nobody really wants to talk about what what could really be going on uh we all just work until we die Right. And then the world is going to burn out or the sun's going to crash into us or some other kind of mundane bullshit like that. So let's mm -hmm. make pretend we live in a computer simulation. Yeah. It definitely spices up life a little bit. Yeah. Also, this whole idea that you can't prove it anyway. So good luck with that. So ultimately, I think it comes down to get out there, give and receive. <laughs> exactly. Everybody. But real quick, yo, Basilisk, I'm down with you. We're... we're I'm I'm hmm. you got my support. No, oh, thanks. Thanks for leaving me in the lurch. I don't believe Dennis in the basilisk. No. No. Don't tell me Dennis. what I believe. I have free Dennis. will. I don't believe in the basilisk. Oh god. Oh god, it's just summer sixty-nine playing over and over again in my head. The torment. Me and Dennis in a sixty-nine. Watch out. Uh I wanna thank for our fiftieth episode, I wanna thank all of our listeners. I wanna thank Sweden. I want thank to thank Brian Adams. Brian Adams, thank you very much. You've been great. Brian, I, Brian Adams, thank you very much. Thanks. Oh, uh, sorry, I was. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. In a bit of in a moment of reverie, <laughs> no, thinking no. about my my wife. <laughs> Are you married? Are you sure you're married? Yes, I'm married to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and what is your we wife's name? Shambla. <laughs> <laughs> and what is her last name? Tacolvi. Shamba Tacolvi, your wife. Shambla Tacolvi. Uh huh. Well, I hope you and Shambler are very. Shambla Tacolvi loves oral sex. <laughs> what is wrong with you, Brian Adams? You're you are a fucking sick fucker. I'm a sick fucker. Is the thing. <laughs> well, Brian, thanks for being here on our fiftieth episode. Uh, I hope you and Shambla have a very long life together. Oh, we will. <laughs> Brian Adams, you always being creepy, man. 
I love my wife. Okay. Uh, could you put Josh Look, back on life the Life doesn't have a lot of... Life doesn't have any inherent meaning. Right, right. The only meaning I have in my life is pleasing my wife with my mouth. Your wife... Shambla Tukolvi. Shambla Tukolvi. Well, I think that's great, man. Look, maybe... She kept her ma- her maiden name because she is a, a progressive woman, uh-huh. and I support that. Look, look. Uh, There's nothing I'm more attracted to than a woman who uh-huh. knows what's right in the world. Wow. And isn't afraid to stand up for her rights. Uh-huh. But I, I, maybe you have figured out what David Icke was saying. Maybe you have found that love, and you have risen above this sheeple, reptilian... Red dresses, whole thing. Yes, uh, David Icke is a friend of mine. Uh-huh. Um, and the only way to overcome it is infinite love. And I forget. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Brian Adams just did the, uh, uh, the universal sign for oral sex. Oh, boy. Uh, things You'd think after episode 50 we'd grown up a little bit, but apparently we no. haven't. Uh, special guest Brian Adams. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to take us out? I would love to. Hey, hey Brian Dennis Adams. Josh. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, Brian Adams. Go ahead. I think that's all the time we have for this sixty-nine. <laughs> Jesus. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Me and my baby in a sixty-nine. Thanks for listening to another episode of Best Friend Simulator. Send us an email at joshanddennis at gmail.com. That's Dennis with one N. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Friend Simulator. And thanks to Alan for the theme music. Listen to his podcast, Werewolf Ambulance, and Marveling at Marvel's Marvels. Also, thanks to Justin for the artwork. See more of his stuff at burntobuild.com. That's all the time we have for this outro. Bye. Bye.